0: You're muted.
1: And we're back.
0: <laughs> we are
1: back and we are black. <laughs>
0: black black. black.
1: Um, number seven of
0: What's versus. Bruises?
1: I'm Shelly. I'm Bianca.
0: And I'm Deanna. And here we come together to serve the brew.
1: We laugh, baby. Pull it up, pull it
2: up. Pull
1: it up. No. <laughs> I
3: don't want to see a copyright. Now, this thing and we go get
1: copyright.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, what song is that? I don't know. Sally, because
1: I'm the bills. Something's going money. buddy. I agree. So it all works out. Sally, because I'm the bills. Something's going on. Somebody forgot to mute. I forgot to unmute. Up- <laughs> <laughs> I gave it. <laughs> All right, so we are back with a brand new episode of What's Brewing, Sis. Hi, guys. Hello, man. Hello. How are you guys doing out there?
3: Wonderful.
1: Living the dream. Living the
2: dream. Living the dream today. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> when we were here last with you guys, we were discussing and talking about, or we actually had um, three. Couples on the show who came mm-hmm. on and played the not so newlywed game.
3: That was funny. <laughs> and I think that a lot of fun.
1: All of our guests to make sure that nobody is fighting. <laughs> <in love. laughs>
0: Everyone's still married, you know.
1: Everybody's still married and black and in love. So <laughs> yeah, that, that, that episode was hilarious. It
3: was all love. I can't believe how competitive
1: it was. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Or how many
3: times I had to say, keep it PG. (laughs) (laughs) If you
1: want to watch that episode, that was all pastors and their wives on the show discussing um, what it's like to be married and all of that good stuff. And and they're human just like everybody else is. So it was Mm -hmm. nice to see on the screen.
3: And we had three different years of marriage. We had five years, 18 years, and 30. mm
2: -hmm. So
3: it's interesting to see couples in the three different stages. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just their advice and, you know, things that they go through and stuff like that in the three different stages. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to bring it back and do like dating couples who are dating next time or um, you know, people who haven't necessarily made it to the marriage realm, but how it is in the earlier stages, and then maybe have a couple married couples back because I've talked to a few who are like, I wanted to be on the show. <laughs> Am
0: I right. If you're in a dating relationship and you would like to join us, drop us a line, let us
1: know. Let us know, we would love to have you on the show, you know, and have fun with you.
3: <laughs> and Don't be scared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, here. Come on and have fun And and uh, the winner they, they got a big prize and I think they enjoyed it They enjoyed their cafe Coco latte goodies And all of that yeah. good. Um, So we've been up to a lot Since we've had our last episode And we want to show you guys What we've been up to So we'll be back in a sec
2: And when the sun looks down and burns the tin roof, yeah, yeah, that's it.
3: And your feet feel so hot, I wish
2: they were fine. back that was fun we, saw, was we had fun. a really good weekend <laughs>
3: yes.
1: so. i slept off sunday it was a great great weekend so that first was- video was friday night yep we went to
3: one of our mentors grand opening yep. of his restaurant lawrence's uh soul food yeah, and, soul and food. grill
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> yep um, and they had so much live music And
1: it was a vibe It was a total vibe, yeah, vibe. Um, Opal Staples performed And she had such a beautiful voice um, It was the packed house And it was great uh, We had a good Very time
2: Very packed food. The, uh,
0: We almost had to sit in the overflow room But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was so- a nice gentleman Who gave up his table And let us Habits, so that was nice. Yes,
2: that
0: was nice. I was gonna say, we fought our way to the front, <laughs> <laughs> we
1: well, was the but it was good. I mean, you know, know, to the front yeah.
0: room, yeah to the front room. <laughs> yeah, to the front room, the main
1: room. We were not <laughs> yes. in the overflow. Um, then what do we do next? B? We went to uh, the
3: Tavern on La Grange, another mm-hmm. black owned establishment, yeah, uh, it's in
2: countryside. <laughs>
3: More live music, so we got to see a band, uh, one of our possible future guests.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll call it you out. See it, yes, absolutely. We <laughs> saw Body and Soul at uh, at the tavern on the Grange, and we caught the last the last two songs. Yeah,
2: the last two.
1: Was in there doing the butt. <laughs> hey songs. i love that song i love that band when they play it because if there's really nothing like live music
2: yeah.
1: um i could just slide on in with the live music I, I, it's a good thing it's a good night yep. and then we asked the dj for a few requests for some And <laughs> <laughs> we great and
3: i fake steps i don't know how to step or dance so
1: you, you this, and i'm you with you now you say this but you be up there stepping Okay. I mean,
0: I be shuffling. I call it's it shuffling. shuffling. Yeah, you know, make it get. It. That's all that matters. Come around a few times. So.
3: Yeah, I gotta do is add a little kick, a little
1: spin. You know you what? Know? It's not like riding a bike. If I haven't stepped in a long time, it's ha- kind of hard to find that groove. You know, see, I feel like I've been training.
3: You know. Yeah, they do. Why do I see. want to take an actual in class? I think mm-hmm.
1: that. I think that would be fun too. Then what did we do next, Deanna?
0: Girl, you know my short term memory. <laughs> what <are> next? <laughs> the well, next day, Saturday. <laughs> okay, know. we went downtown. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we went downtown. We did a little perusing, a little shopping, a little um, eye spying spots and future locations where you can come and get your cafe cocoa
2: latte. Yeah.
1: So we could, could we maybe find a cafe cocoa latte downtown.
2: So mm-hmm. you know, you're in down down the, 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 the down downtown area yeah.
1: the city, would you travel to um downtown to come visit us at a at a cafe? I think you you if you work near that you definitely should or tell a friend to come come see us.
3: Yeah. yeah. We were scoping yeah. out some competition. Seeing Absolutely. where we could fit in, met some nice people. Yes. Down there. So yeah, did a little
1: window shopping.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> fun. I haven't been downtown in such a long time. So I thought it was you know fun to just walk around and see stuff. And you know me. Next thing you know, I'm Googling. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm like, so how much it costs to live down here?
3: Like oh,
2: I'm
1: going to Google all the way home um, to see, take a look at apartments Delicious. downtown. And I think it's going to come true for you. Did you did. Y'all may see
3: me at a condo near you downtown. Well, believe
1: you it. I <laughs> but if you are here tonight, definitely comment, like, share this video. Um, let us know that you're here because we're live tonight. So we can have a great conversation together and you guys can join in on what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, So as we always like to start, we start with our icebreakers. So join in on the icebreakers. Did I skip doing anything? Did we handle all the? Yeah, that
3: was all the what we did last week.
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, so we like to do our icebreakers. So first question, what was the best part of your day today?
3: Uh, The best part of my day today was getting off of (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Waking up. I'll say waking up was the best part of my day. Um, (laughs) I woke up actually pretty like, yes, let's start this day. I don't know what that was about. So
1: that was my best part of the day. Okay. What you got, Deanna? What was the best part of your day?
0: Yeah, I was going to say waking up, too. You know, every day we wake up with new grace, new mercy, and, you know, new opportunities. So waking up is the best part of the
1: day. <laughs> okay, so two things for me. So I, um, Savannah, last night, my daughter, made strawberry, chocolate-covered strawberries. And let me tell y'all, <laughs> I got a recipe from my friend where it, like, ripens the strawberries, so it makes it extra special sweet. And Savannah made the strawberries and I enjoyed a lot. Oh. And, I and I still have <laughs> one left for myself after the show,
2: man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I the, the show is the after party. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm going to enjoy that strawberry. It is waiting for me. Um, yeah. And then Savannah coming home. Every day she comes home, you know, we have our little chats and we talk about what we did for the day. And yeah, she's like a, A gift knocking at the door every time she comes home. So that was the best part of my day. Oh,
2: that's so
3: precious.
1: Thanks. (laughs) Um, What book are you reading right now?
3: So currently I'm in the school books. So I'm reading about (laughs) strategic HR planning. Um, (laughs) But it is my goal to finally crack open this Michelle Obama book that I bought. That's just been sitting here. I'm okay, getting. I to
1: crack it. Crack it. It, it open.
3: Yeah, I got a couple of classes going on right now, so. And what are you no reading,
1: writing, What book are you? Uh, what school book are you reading?
3: Strategic HR planning and organization. Okay. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, all about the HR life over here. So I'm been I've been doing SWOT analysts of other companies, you know.
2: Okay.
0: All the things will be beneficial day. for us as well.
3: I know, I know. So I actually had to do one on Starbucks, which is funny. So
1: don't so, use this video against us in the future. Oh <laughs> yeah, or for
3: us, because yeah. now I know their weaknesses.
0: So
1: yeah, so pretty
0: interesting
1: okay what you do what book are you reading diana
0: so it's a reread for me but i'm um doing the class that's associated with my church um and we are reading the pastor's book uh, Prescription for healing but it's, it's not my um first time reading it so but this time it's a study of the book versus just you know reading it
1: that's good that's really really cool I am reading the Michelle Obama's new book, uh, The Light We Carry. It is very interesting. It, it makes you think. It's not boring at all. I think I'm probably like 75% through it. And it's really, really good, especially like if you, you know, are doubtful of yourself at times or if you, um, I don't know, if, you got, if you're carrying a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, because she talks about, of course, her time as being, uh, the first lady and just adjusting to that lifestyle, um, and Mm -hmm. still trying to remain herself. And it was, it was a really, it is a really good read. I I think we definitely should. Yeah, I think we definitely, thank you, B. I think we definitely (laughs) should read that book, um, and read it for one of our book clubs.
3: And maybe on the book club near you.
1: Maybe on the next book club. Very, very good book. Um, next question. What's something besides your phone that you take with you everywhere you go? I thought this was an interesting question, because I would have said phone.
3: Um, probably my purse. Okay. That's what I was
0: going to say, my purse. Yeah.
3: My purse.
1: My purse, typically. I have started, but I normally don't carry a purse. Um, so my credit cards.
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> <Can't> why <wait.
0: laughs> oh, you just have it just in the back least. of my phone. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I need to be a lady, but I think like purse is like get out of my way. Like, you know, and then I lose things a lot, a lot. <laughs> but
2: if you so have because a purse, you don't have a
1: purse. Or you're
0: gonna lose the whole purse. Is that the fear?
1: Nah, nah, yeah. You gotta remember, like it I've tried it, right? I already tried it. It doesn't work for me. So like typically, you know, like you guys carry purse and that's what works for you. But me not carrying a purse is what works for me. I don't need no purse. I just put everything in the back of my phone that I need and I, I roll out.
0: But okay. you said you lose things
1: i don't lose things because i don't have a purse because when i did have a purse i would lose stuff all the time
3: oh <laughs> so th- that's what we didn't understand wow right. uh, so when you were saying that, i thought you were saying you were losing stuff without having the purse no the purse just adds to the things they
1: get the list of things that get lost
0: that's what i said i'm like or do you lose the whole purse yes it's
1: absolutely purse. this 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 has been going on for a very long time i I just don't, I never feel comfortable with a strap. Maybe if I could find a purse that, see, I don't like the straps. I do like the book bag carrying purses, but yeah, I don't carry a purse. Uh, <laughs> no problem. What did you want to be when you grew up? When I
3: grew up, I wanted to be a journalist.
1: Yes, you did.
3: I wanted to. I wanted to be like the movies and move downtown or New York and like be all artsy fartsy and like write articles and drink coffee
0: and <laughs> all that stuff. You, you so. can still do it. It's never <laughs>
2: can still do it. So I should be.
0: Um. So I wanted to be several things. You know. I'm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a dentist, a doctor, uh, uh, the first Black female president. Um, Not into politics, though, so that would never happen. I don't know how Mm -hmm. that'll
2: work. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, but when I was in grade school, I thought that's what I wanted to do. Yeah.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Achievable. You're still on track to be president. I'm
0: not interested. (laughs) Politicians suck. (laughs) Like,
3: <laughs> well, you could change the face of politics. Yeah. You could be the unpolitic politician. politician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I don't think my spirit would mesh well with those people.
1: Okay. All righty. Um, uh, for me, a teacher, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I've always wanted to teach. I find it very. Um, exciting to teach a new mind something new Um, I didn't I I know that I still could but Savannah is kind of interested in teaching so maybe she'll be a teacher one day Mm -hmm. I I can live vicariously through her (laughs) Um, what was the last thing that that made you laugh out loud this is our final question
3: what was the last thing that made me laugh out loud I was literally laughing the other day at something. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I don't remember what it was. It.
1: Carolyn said, don't lose that phone, girl. <laughs> <laughs> <All>
2: right.
0: <laughs> <That's>, that phone <laughs> is tree, your
1: <laughs> Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Hi, Carolyn. So I'm sorry, Bianca, I cut you off.
3: I don't remember. Come back to me. I'll have to think
1: about what I was doing. The last thing that you laughed, that made you laugh out loud. What about you, Diana?
0: Hmm. It's probably something my children did, but let me think specifically.
1: I'll, go oh, I'll tell you.
3: I was watching You People.
1: OK, and that's a show that you can find where? That was a movie on Netflix
3: with Eddie Murphy, Neil Long, uh, Lauren London, and oh god, what is the guy's name? His name is, gosh. I know it. I can't think of his name. However, and Elaine from Seinfeld is in that movie. Uh, is her name
1: Elaine on Is her name Elaine on the show?
3: No, it's uh, her real name is Julia Louise Dreyfus. Um, I can't remember her name on the show. Anyway, it was it was it was funny to me. It's getting mixed reviews, um, mm-hmm. but it, to me it was kind of funny. There were some parts I was like, okay, this is predictable. Um, Jonah
1: Hill. is his name? Jonah
3: Hill. Yes, I love him. Yeah,
1: yeah I do. So. he is a great, great actor who started yeah. started in one of a very funny movie. Um, Super that, bad. Yeah, I love. Like I love that movie. Mike <laughs> is one of my favorite actors. He is just like shy and really cute.
3: Yeah, and awkward. I love awkward. <laughs> I <laughs> actually bought that on dvd for ronnie that was one of his really? favorite movies and like for christmas or something i bought that dvd for him so
1: that's cool my favorite yeah. movie that he was in was juno oh Everything. yeah yeah he was in juno <laughs> like
2: just i really. love that movie too yeah and i love *Departed* because
1: he was in Department. was he in *Departed*? No, he was in what a department. He was in um, the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio when they were, like, the money guys. You know, when they were, like, doing all the money. Uh, Wolf of Washington?
2: Is yeah. it Wolf of Washington? No. Yeah. I think it is. It is. Mm. Yeah, it sounds right.
0: <laughs> what's, what's the other movie series he was in? Like, the teenagers
3: movie series?
0: Yeah, I think they had at least one or two or three. Um. Mm, I'm not sure. Isn't he the guy from uh, whatever the movie? I don't know. I'm, I'm bad with okay. movie names. Too. No, you know where they're like. One time at Bandcamp was is he that? Oh guy? no, he's
3: yeah. not in that. That's way before his time.
0: Oh, who's that guy?
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't remember his name.
0: <laughs> he looks like him to me. I love Michael
1: Cera. Um. So what's the question? What's the last thing that made you laugh out loud? Yeah. yeah. I, answer. I, oh.
2: yeah, I, I said
0: I don't remember specifically, but I'm sure it was something that this little girl right here did. Oh right. All but yeah. um, he did. It, so. All
2: right.
1: So um I think the funniest thing that made me laugh out loud was so my father sends me a um a meme every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every single day. And it's always something to make me laugh or something that I haven't seen, but we are like mm. having meme wars and we go back and forth <laughs> with memes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's what we did last. But okay. That is all the questions for tonight. Um, let's see. Let me do this. Let me
3: You know who sends me a lot of memes while you're pulling that up? Okay. My um my sister Kia sends me a lot of memes. on oh, actual videos from Instagram. So, mm-hmm. I probably laughed at that. Yesterday. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like every morning I wake up and I every time I see like you got a new message, I'm always like, "Oh, okay, I know what that's about. I know what the message is going to be." So, mm-hmm. it's always something funny that he's sending over to me. Um, But yeah, so this episode of What's Brewing This podcast, we are going to be discussing Black history, and we're also going to be discussing a very important topic of heart health. Um, I would like to start with the heart health topic, if that is okay. And I wanted to play something. That was what I was bringing up. So I'm going to play something, and then we'll be right back. A day does not pass that I don't think of my cousin Claudia. She made a huge impact in my life and the lives of so many. Daughter, mom, wife, college student, and trendsetter were just a few things that she mastered. Claudia was ahead of her time and will always be someone that I will forever look up to. She had an ability to get things done, but still make time for herself. In October of 2017, Claudia passed of heart failure. Life changed for everyone in my family. She's a big reason for me to keep going and striving for only the best. Every memory is so vivid. I want to thank you for every moment that we shared, every heart talk, and every laugh of which I can still laugh at today. I miss you more and more every day, and you'll never be forgotten.
2: We are back.
3: That was a beautiful dedication.
1: Oh, Absolutely. thank you very, very, very much. I had to mute it, so I didn't. Cry. <laughs> so I
2: didn't. <laughs> cry.
1: Um, so much to me. She was never a sad person, so it's really hard. I know if she was still here, she would be like, "Girl, you better not cry." Um, but she was a a beautiful soul, and mm-hmm. heart disease hits very close to home. It actually is the number one. Um, disease that kills the most Black women and um, Caucasian women in the United States. So it's a very important topic. But there are several preventative measures to, you know, not let it be a part of your story. So um, I one one post that I read was kind of like, ask your girlfriends, you know, what have you done for your heart lately? So I post that question to you guys. What have you done? Um, for your heart lately and to our audience who's, who's watching as well.
3: Exercise. <laughs> so, pardon me, <clears throat> one of the ways to combat heart disease is to exercise. So for the past, I want to say month, month or so, I've been really, you know, taking going to the gym very seriously, going, um, I want to go as many times as possible, but I'm going at least three times a week. That's good. Um, yeah. Today I was like looked outside, it was snowing, and I was like, uh-uh. So I just did <laughs> do some home exercises with my kettlebell. I didn't work out as much as I normally would had I not mm-hmm. been in the house. So I, I know that's a factor, but I, I was see- like, at least I could do yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I see
1: your face is slimming on down. Well, mm-hmm. thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. you are so- mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes, the benefits of working out is definitely one of those preventative uh, measures, and it. it's something that you're doing for yourself. It's a yeah, a, a way of you know keeping your heart healthy and making sure you're staying active. So that's good. What have you done for your heart lately, Diana?
0: Yeah, I've been um, increasing my activity as well, um, and not oh well, not just limited to like the physical exercise, but also more of meditation type type stuff too um in addition to making healthier food choices
1: yeah yeah awesome. and then for me i have um so working out for me is always something that i, I keep like getting on the track and then falling off the train something that's yeah. uh, so. <laughs> I decided you know to um, download an app that was very helpful to me in the past it's called couch to um, 5, 5k couch to the 5k and it just it let it kind of gradually gets you back to or gets me back to running um, but it starts off slow so you like run one day you run a mile then you stop and then you do you know um, kind of off and on so that has helped out a lot so I'm like If if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. So I I do like two-a-days where I'll go to the gym in the morning and then go after work. And it's been helping. I know it's been wearing me out for sure.
2: But yeah, that's what I do. Well,
3: that's okay. You know, at least you're doing something to, you know, help your heart. And, you know, just to give people, you know, uh, an idea of factors that can Cause heart diseases, you know, obesity, smoking, high cholesterol, um, stress. Stress is a, stress. Yeah. the silent killer. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's another thing that I've been working on is reducing my stress and trying to be more in?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What,
1: what, what are you doing? What what actions are you taking to relieve stress? You can help some people out here.
3: Um, the number one is exercise. I, I feel a difference in myself and a lot with exercising. Even my and I hate to say this, my caffeine consumption has went down because <laughs> of exercise. <Hey>. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I feel like I feel upbeat and you know stuff like that. Um, I try to meditate to myself. I'm not really good at it yet, but <laughs> I do the, the mindful on my Apple watch mm-hmm. and it'll come up with a question, like, think of something that you are, you know, happy about or try to focus for one minute. So I always try to do those.
1: You have to show yeah. me how to add that element to my watch. Cause, um, right now it just tells me to stand.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do that.
1: I don't think I've touched everything on the <laughs> yeah Yeah. Uh, but yes, thank you for bringing up those preventative ways to avoid um, heart disease because it truly is a silent killer. And sometimes people don't know um, that mm-hmm. they have any form of heart disease until they actually go to the doctor. So getting regular health screenings are definitely. I was
0: say. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing too that some people don't go to the doctor. So, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, and that's
3: I- great. I'll add this. This is not a plug. I I don't you know use Advocate as my healthcare provider, but Advocate Healthcare currently is doing heart scans because it is Heart Health Month uh, for forty nine dollars. Uh, so they're doing like the calcium scans for the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you you know want to check your heart out, get your heart scanned. Um, that's a great option. If you go to their website, advocatehealth.com, I believe it is. Don't don't quote me on that. Just Google it. Um, they'll well, have that up there.
1: Comments after. Yeah,
3: that. they'll have it up there, and they'll you can put it in your zip code. They'll find a location near you. But they always email me every year, so I must have had a heart scan before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so and if, it, if they're doing it, nine times out of 10, if you just Google, somebody else might have it. Mm-hmm. I know providers are definitely getting a little bit more informative on like preventative care and what you can do and like bring massage therapists to the office if you still work in the office or yes. you know, just giving you an easier access to get things like uh, screenings done. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, I'm too busy, I can't do it. I'm at work. If they bring it to your job, then definitely take advantage of it. take advantage of those.
0: Um, those yeah, things. a lot of companies offer the biometric screenings. you know they check your blood pressure, your weight, your cholesterol and all those things. and sometimes there's an incentive tied to it. but really what's behind it is they want you to be healthy as an employee. one to reduce their overall spend on your health care, but also, so that you could take charge of your health and you know treat things before they come bigger issues one of the um statistics that i read was that one in two people have high blood pressure but only one in four people have their high blood pressure under control so um high blood pressure is a big issue in the u.s and beyond the u.s but um we we could all stand to do better
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a big, a big thing, um, you know, people should take heed to is sometimes when you're going through something, I think you t- we tend, if I'm going through something with somebody else, like I, ne- mm-hmm. I tend to look at what that other person is doing. And I think sometimes it's best to like kind of look at what you may be doing in that situation that could be causing more stress. So that's what I'm doing to kind of take away or alleviate or reduce the amount of stress that I have. I don't pay too much attention to like what got done or what got said. I posted something on Facebook today because I just like posting quotes and stuff like that. But it was about change. And basically it said, if you always do what you always did, you will always get what you always got. You cannot change your life unless you change something about yourself. So I mm-hmm. just think that that's so important to kind of search within. Because um, sometimes you could be a part of it, even if it's just one percentage of the stress that's going on in your life, you could be a part of that. So do some inner searching for your heart as well to take care of it. Word. cool 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 beans so not only on this episode are we going to talk about um, heart health but we're going to also talk about Black History Month so we're bringing to you guys hey uh, mama hey mama Um, we're bringing to you guys um, some more information we want to bring to you guys Black History or talk about Black History Month so in the comments if you know of a Black History fact that you want to share share it Um, And then we'll start with either one of you ladies um, to share your Black History facts.
3: Um, Black History Month is really important to me because, you know, we grew up in a predominantly African-American neighborhood, went to a school where it's predominantly, if not all, African-Americans there. And we had the luxury of having educators there who were Made Black History Month every month. You know what I mean? Like, I can remember Jet Magazines being in classrooms.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: it
3: was I'm like, uh, yeah, it was yeah. black information always there um, in front of us. So getting out to high school and then college and it's like, well, this is like not the norm. Mm-hmm. Um it's like I, I wanted to spread that to my son who went to a predominantly um non-African American school and the only thing that he learned during school about black history is obviously slavery, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, and I don't even think they talk about Malcolm X for that point matter. So um but black people have such a rich history in the United States. Um, And one of the things that I like to research is Black inventions. Um, We have touched the fabric of so many different inventions in the United States. And one was what we now have is the modern home security system.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: So it was a woman, it was co-invented by a woman, Mary Van Britten Brown um, in 1966. Um, and she invented it because uh, it was a security unit in her own home. She's from New York. And her husband would go to work. And, you know, being a woman at home, sometimes you get a little nervous, girl. Anytime I hear a sound, I'm like, what is
1: that? What? <laughs> so I
3: be going um, to the door like, who is it? Who is
2: it? <laughs> so
3: she invented a system that used a camera that could slide through the peephole in her front door. And the camera would then um, appear on her monitor and she could see who who was at her door. And, you know, then she added it to add a microphone and a button to unlock the door and a button to contact the police. Um, Unfortunately, she wasn't able to get the patent right away, but when she did, she got it in 1969, you know, after having to fight for her rights for it. Um, But... You know, when you look at the ring doorbell, thank Mary Van Britten Brown.
2: That is awesome. So dope.
1: That is really, really cool. Yes, I have that problem. That I need to, so now that I know that it was a black woman who had that patent, I'm definitely. <laughs> Report <laughs> okay? uh, yeah. support black ideas um but i think that is so awesome so i definitely have to get the ring and use it because a, a black woman made that okay yeah yeah and it's so important because i can't reach my people now so <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you, you need to get Patent for uh peepholes for shorter people, like, you I, know, yeah. they did not think about the fact that not everybody is five, five, and above. Wait, I know? can't reach this, a taller than me,
1: she can't reach it. I mean, why is it up that high? You know, right? Like,
0: why is it up there? Man, that high? <laughs> what about
1: you, Deanna? What black facts do you have to share?
0: So, um, when we started preparing for this, I was thinking about the fact there's a lot of uh, you know. Black history in the city of Chicago, a lot of you know um, living and passed on Black legends that are you know born and bred here in Chicago. So um, I remember that when I was a kid, um, I went to like a meet the author type event um, for Gwendolyn Brooks, who was a native of Chicago. Um, she was a poet, a teacher, a writer. Uh, she won the Pulitzer Prize for poetry in 1950. And she was the first African-American to receive the, the uh, Pulitzer Prize. And she always uh, lived in Chicago. Like throughout her life, she was very, um, you know, down to earth and amongst the community, you know, um, even with her success. Um, and she was, um, uh, like I said, she was a lifelong resident of Chicago. She was appointed poor... Poet Laureate of Illinois in 68. And she held that position until she died 32 years later. She was also named the U.S. Poet Laureate from um, 85 to 86. So, um, and she was the, in 76, she became the first African-American woman inducted into the American Academy of Arts and Letters. So, um, but Chicago, you know, has a very rich history of Fantastic African Americans who've contributed to this world.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That is and very, a, very. Different. And a president. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and maybe <laughs> a future president. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yep.
1: That's very, very cool. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely something I think I kind of dabbled in at once, and I we know a couple authors too who have also been on the show. Um, and have shared what she meant to them, so I think that's that's very very cool, and it hits so so close to home with her being from Chicago.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I have to ask my father: Does she does she go to his high school? Because I, I, everybody came out of my father's high school. Oh, and there's
0: <laughs> a um, there is a high school named after her in Chicago, the Gordon yeah, Brooks High School. It's a uh, it's a selective mm-hmm. enrollment school, so it's a center of you know educational excellence in mm-hmm. her honor.
1: Black history fact, My um, Mr. T came from my father's school. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what school did you go to?
1: My father, he's going to
2: kill me. <laughs> just, you
1: know, he he might be an earshot right now, CBS? but it's, it's, it's asking. asking. Uh, so no. gosh. Kyle Park. No. <laughs> now, this is Southside. This is Southside. I'm, I'm naming all Southside.
2: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> I'm in trouble. I <laughs> have to understand. I am, just cannot remember all things. Ain't you he to Help
0: out. What school did he go
1: to? <laughs> yeah. No, wait. Okay, so I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Somebody famous went to his, his school, but it wasn't Mr. T because Google was saying that it was, um, he went to Dunbar, but my father didn't go to Dunbar.
0: Oh, my! So Dunbar is a Chicago school.
1: Yeah, it was on the south side. Um, you know, you know the, the the school that was in Save the Last Dance. I don't. No. Yeah. Um, that was a part from the movie. I don't know why that was. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, Wendell Phillips High. Your mom said.
1: Okay, Wendell Phillips.
2: Yeah.
1: Sorry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there is so much culture on the south side I was just recently telling him that I was over in that area and it it looks totally different like with if the high school wasn't there I wouldn't have not even recognized uh yeah. the south side so south yeah, side we
0: have the disciple museum on the south side mm-hmm. it's just- yeah, it's rich in African-American culture.
3: Is that yeah. where that little secret neighborhood where all the nice beautiful big houses are? And I'm like, what? where did this come from? That's oh, the same yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know which neighborhood you're referring to. There's Jackson Park Heights. There's Kentwood. <laughs> you know.
3: So there's this part of the South Side that That's be... Obama grew up. I mean, where Obama lived, huh?
0: Is that what you're talking about?
3: No, it's not High Park. I don't know where Obama lived, but Um, it's this weird part where it's like the south side and then you turn the block and it's these big houses and I think that Mr. Farrakhan used to own a house over there it's all these big beautiful mansions over there in the middle of the south side and it's like you turn the corner and then you're back like on 79th street or something that's where my father grew up on 79th street
1: but you know some, my father still talks to a lot of his like high school friends. I think that's that's still so
2: funny. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but Sam Cook, which I didn't even know he was from Chicago, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Nat King Cole went Nat
3: King Cole.
1: Nat King Cole, girl. Did Are I you? know he was from Chicago? I don't
2: wow. think I knew he was from Chicago amongst
1: Michael Gibbs and <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um uh, my interesting black facts talk amongst yourselves, ladies,
3: because now I lost well it. I have another black fact, okay. uh, Madam CJ Walker, That's um cool. yeah. one of the most successful black entrepreneurs, and she I think she might have been like the second black millionaire in history. Wow, yeah, I think um, she was
0: the first black. Female millionaire, so there might have been. I think that's
3: actually disputed. So that's why I said I think
0: second. Mm. So it was
3: a young lady in I want to say Texas or Oklahoma who um, owned land that happened to be on an oil field, and they tapped the land somehow, and she instantly became a millionaire because the land that she owned was on an oil field. But I think she died poor because everyone took advantage of her. But. Um, that's a story for another day. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so I thought about her because I was recently watching this video that came up about her house was for sale a few years ago. Her house is gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous. So it's like this huge mansion, and I want to say it is in New York, like the outskirts of New York somewhere. Mm-hmm um and uh one of the companies i can't think of their name right now who gives out grants for black women we've applied to their grants owns the house Mm -hmm. and they are gonna so use it for a think tank to have like all black entrepreneur women and um come there for like a think tank type of event they haven't launched that yet but um madam cj walker she owned hair care products um and you know just her products boomed and she became a millionaire. What I loved about her when I was reading the history of her, she encouraged her employees to um, give back to their communities Mm -hmm. and host their own events in their communities to give back. And if they did, she rewarded them with like money and gifts and stuff like that because she wanted um, to educate other women that they can be business owners and they can bring in their own money and that they could do it as well. And I love that because, you know, each one teach one.
2: Mm-hmm. We're
1: doing it. I, I love that idea. That's, that's a room that I hope to step into one day where it's like.
0: Right. I'm like, let's keep our ears close to when that launches. We need to be there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Um, So my father, he grew up on 39th Street, not 79th Street. So what? I just need to bring that up because they mm-hmm. are correcting me in the comments.
2: <laughs> um, uh,
0: Shelly, get your history together
1: <laughs> history together I'm so sorry um, uh, My black history facts Clyde Foster worked at NASA For nearly 30 years Helping calculations for rockets Soon after he joined NASA He was asked to train white colleagues To be his boss he complained, mm. refusing the assignment and then demanded they start a program to train Black workers. They agreed. His experience at NASA gave him confidence, which led him to a career in politics and community activism dedicated to improving people's lives.
3: Yes. Oh, it's crazy how the story has repeated itself so many times, you know. Right. I'm
0: like, we've been down to the 99 and the 2000s, okay? It's
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: to train to train somebody that you know um, is taking your spot is is kind of not typical, but definitely I think something that somebody has probably gone through.
3: At a certain happened to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. at a place of employment, I've trained three different people to be my manager. So yeah,
1: I've That's never great. had that experience of training someone to be my manager, but. <laughs> um, to do it, but then out also at a time to like refuse to take the assignment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is I think very po- powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, and just a very dope thing to do because he could have just did it, and then you know that would have just been the end of that story, and NASA wouldn't have made um, you know all the strides that it did, or would have you know these type of stories to tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he
3: definitely sparked change by. His refusal. I wonder if that is related to and I, it's kind of sad that I say this out loud. I don't know much about the um black mathematicians who
1: helped NASA.
0: Yeah, hidden letters, the the ladies that were in featured in the story, the movie Hidden Figures. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, one very recently passed. I know she was still alive when Obama was president because they gave her a purple heart. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah, that 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 entire story embodied much of what, you know, he was able to do. And I don't know why this idea was had that black people didn't have the same amount of smarts or better smarts. Um, my mom just commented that, you know, we never duplicate anything that we do. We kind of do it better. And and I do, I agree with that. Like we take it to the next level with it. If it's sports, you know, you think of people like Serena Williams and, um, mm-hmm sister Venus like they they just didn't you know win matches they like empowered the game and changed rules you know in the game yeah. but it's not just sports it's mathematics you know inventing things it's mm-hmm. it's all across the board
3: um, a lot of modern inventions we've had our hands in but because of the time period that, that these inventors were in A lot of them, I was reading so many different stories where they couldn't get the patent because they were black. Hmm. Um, They weren't allowed to get the patent on certain projects and it took people 20 years in court. But think of how many people gave up and said forget it and then someone else stole their patent, stole their idea and got it patented, and they became Mm -hmm. millionaires and their families had generational wealth only because the real inventor was black and couldn't wasn't allowed to get said patent for the things that you know they have like mm-hmm. even thinking about the the mentor of the super soaker with an yeah. African American
2: yeah.
3: um, person but you never hear that like mm-hmm. I feel like our stories are never put in the forefront mm-hmm. um, it's more oh let's talk about sports or either let's talk about the bad things or rap it's right. like, let's talk about inventors. Let's talk about educators. Let's talk about entrepreneurs. Let's talk about
1: I think it's important to talk okay. about it all. Like, don't leave yeah. anything off the plate. Um yeah. talk about everything. Give everybody their their chance to to shine and whatever that is. Um, because mm-hmm. it shows a kid who's interested in sports. Yes, yeah. I love sports so I can do it. It shows a kid who's interested in mathematics, yes. Did you know that this person invented this? I can do it too. Like, that's do it all, you know. And, mm-hmm. and we as Black people, I find, are um, problem solvers. So it's like, you know,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I want
1: to make this better. This this needs to be this way. You know, we put this negative connotation on it, like the get we we ghetto fab this up, and it's like, nah. Literally, you just invented something that people use every day. You know, so. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: like like your mom said, anything, even things that were given to us like as a a disc or the the scraps or whatever, you know, we turn scraps into soul food and you know yeah. everybody like it, you know, or um um just like anything that people may have initially thought was gonna be something worthless or useless or you know not worth exploring, you know, like um What's the guy named uh, George Washington Carver found like hundred uses, hundreds of uses for the peanut. Something, Mm -hmm. you know, very simple. But like, who knew there was a hundred more than a hundred different things you could do with a peanut, you know?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So it's like, yeah, give give us what you think is the least and we're going to make it, you know. Much more than
1: you thought. We wouldn't do, okay? (laughs) Um, What interesting fact that I found that I actually want to read a little bit more about because it's just this one snippet, but I thought it was very, very interesting. So Samuel L. Jackson, uh, the actor, was expelled from Morehouse College in 1969 for holding Martin Luther King Jr.'s father hostage during a protest to improve the lives of Black students. Have you guys ever heard of
2: that
1: before? No. Oh. <laughs> Samuel no. <laughs> what, was you, what
0: was you doing? With the, oh, with the,
2: the way. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> I said I have to read more about that because Samuel L. Jackson is a very, very interesting. Oh, I got something that I can get right. Folk Fifth. Fifth Fiction is one of my father's favorite movies. I got you, Danny. Lord <laughs> Jesus. But yes, Samuel L. Jackson held Martin Luther King's father hostage. I just that is very interesting, Mr.
2: Jackson. What you doing?
1: I don't know why or what statement <laughs> that he was trying to make with that, but I found that while I was searching for my unique facts in <laughs> Black history.
3: One more fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was. I, I like remember
3: what show I was watching. I was watching something recently. And I want to say it was Julia Roberts, but I could totally be wrong on the person um, that they were saying that um, Martin Luther King's uh, kid, they wanted, Coretta wanted to get the kids into a dance class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the classes near them, they wouldn't take any, you know, black students. Um, And she, uh, they befriended, I want to say it was Julia Roberts' parents. I could be wrong, but it's a, a white actress. What fact
1: check? I'm liking the way this.
3: But comes. they ended up paying their hospital bills, and that family ended up letting her kids, Greta and Martin's kids, into dance class, and they had they became lifelong friends. The parents, mm-hmm. um, I can but I can't remember who the actress was, so but I thought that was a dope fact that you had never heard of before
1: Mm -hmm, never heard that one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. great fact so this was a walk down black history fact (laughs) Um, so
3: I was going to say like um, black history is not limited to 28 days so definitely you know if you have kids in school or even if you want to educate yourself like there's so much information out there. There are museums out here dedicated to Black history. There's information on the internet, you know, encyclopedias, so much, um, so many resources where you get your information and definitely share it. Um, pass this information down to, you know, family and friends. So that way it's, it's a conversation and it's not, um, our history doesn't get lost.
1: And I think because our history is so, you know, it comes with a lot of um, death, you know, and it could be thought of as something that's sad and kind of like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to keep revisiting that. While slavery was an extremely important time, and and many things are just as important, um, you know, talking about people or discovering new facts every Black History Month, I think is a really good thing to do. I, I enjoyed this conversation about things that I don't even know. So it's really, really mm-hmm. good to, to learn that. And like you said, it doesn't have to be every February that it's done. Um, it can be at any time.
2: Yeah,
3: you can pick a fact a month, you know, to do is spread it out every year throughout the year and, you know, learn something new.
1: Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take a look and see what what Samuel was up to.
3: I want to learn. Girl, I was like, I'm gonna
2: Google that later. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you calling people hostage? What's happening? <laughs> right, like, come on. Man, <laughs> This wow,
1: why is this happening, OG? Hey, why is we this happening? <laughs> <laughs> they used to do like those sit ins. Yeah. So I wonder, was he like okay with it being done? He was trying to get like attention to whatever topic it was that he was posting. Mm. So it could have been that too. Um, but yeah, so that was our show today. That was fun, guys. That was a great, a great, great time. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. Okay.
0: Well, one thing I would say, though, that Black history is not just a thing of the past. It's something that's still happening, you know, day in and day out. We are continuing to break barriers and set new trends and, you know, expand um, our capabilities. And I, I, it's like a bittersweet thing sometimes. I I feel somewhat sad when I hear, oh, so-and-so is the first Black person or first African-American to be, you know, head of this college or to be allowed into this club or that club. And it's it's 2023, you know, but um, it's a sad but true thing yeah we're
1: about to have our very first african-american mermaid I am so excited about that movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
0: and people have something to say about that like you know
1: a lot of people but who cares.
0: yeah you know so we'll just continue rising to the top you know
1: yes but, but yeah history we're we're
0: history in, the, in the, making.
1: the making yeah we are history in the making and you know I'm sure that there are a lot of people so if you have an inventor or a, a sport, someone who's great in sports or somebody who is a author, um, interested in mathematics, you know, let's push our people forward and make sure that everybody, you know, makes, make his, makes history in their life in whatever way.
3: And if you. you are not black, be an ally. Do, Do not I'm rely on your African-American friends to educate you. Um, there is a whole world and a Google out there for you to educate yourself. <laughs> Uh, um, and don't be afraid to share black history facts because yeah. it's not just black history it is American history. Black it history. is all of our history. So be an ally, share this information, educate yourself, um, you know, before you step into the room. Love yeah. it.
2: Love it. Love it. We had an
0: interesting um, conversation at work the other day. We have the multicultural network. It's like a a side business group, Um, and you know those were some of the things that we talked about. It was a mixed race forum. We watched a podcast first, which was about uh, reverse freedom riders, which something was something I didn't know about, Um, and I think most people um on the call in the room didn't know about it either are are you ladies familiar with the reverse freedom riders? no i think we all are pretty familiar with the freedom riders. those who you know were uh protesting the the practice of not being able to sit where you want to sit on the bus or whatever but or those who like set in at kitchen uh, diners and counters that wouldn't serve as Black people. But at some point, there was this reverse Freedom Riders uh, where the politicians um, in the Southern state tricked Black people into leaving the state, going to the North and made promises that they were going to be like welcomed by the Kennedys. They were going to have jobs and housing and blah 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 but really it was like a one-way ticket from the south to the north and then when they got there there was nothing like they just were there with their families like one lady had eight kids and they could tricked her and convinced her to to take her eight kids to this northern state and that she was like pull the bus over i gotta change clothes because we're going to be greeted by the kennedys um before she actually arrived but really, they were coming to nothing. Like They just wanted them out of their state with no means of supporting themselves or the job that was promised, the life that was promised. Really, they had to figure it out once they got here with nothing. Um, That's
3: not surprising because it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they are busing. There are people, senators and people in power who are busing um what they call illegal immigrants to you know democratic states and dropping them off,
0: yep, yep. that's what we were saying is very parallel to that, yeah, um so that's why I'm like, i I, I don't see myself. Being in politics because you, you gotta could be dance the change and...
1: that you don't see
2: the is necessary. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I probably wouldn't get voted in, or you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have friends because I would be like, you yeah, know, this it's crazy. But yeah, so but around that, then we begin to have conversation and dialogue about um, whose responsibility is it. How do we, you know, educate? everyone black history is american history it's not just for black people um and it was interesting a lot of people were quiet um but there was one ally who basically she was saying that um she felt like a lot of you know of our caucasian brothers and sisters kind of shy away from talking about the the brutality that has been suffered by blacks because there's white guilt or shame or whatever, Um, and she said, you know, shame on us, like shame on white people who don't want the true to be part of the education system, Um, because in in mainstream schools, you might hear Martin Luther King, but there's some schools, they don't really have any reference to Black history, Um, Mm -hmm. so outside of self-educating and making sure that you um, empower your children with the knowledge of Black history, we do need to take a bigger stance with, like, the school board, you know, and say there needs to be a change in what's being delivered, you know, to our kids. Um, Because I'm like, I live in a mixed community. My kids, you know, my daughter is like one of four African Americans in her class. But although I know it's not fully, you know, taught in school, I just take it on as I need to supplement at home. But yeah, we need to take it a step further and challenge the educational systems to incorporate Black history in the classroom.
2: Absolutely,
3: there's been a bit of a fight right now um, with that. Um, teaching more Black history, and also I, I'm drawing a blank on what they were fighting about right now. But um, another fact: there there are some people who are trying to get rid of the U.S. Uh, Department of Education. So that lets you know what's yeah. happening there. <laughs> They're trying to get rid of that, so they could get rid of you know, having to have this talk. It's like we learn about the same wars over and over again. We can make room for American history. Um yeah, there's sponsored a by black people. Like,
1: there's <laughs> yeah. this thing like it's embarrassing, you know, the white guilt thing. You know, I've heard that a lot. Um I've you know had the pleasure of working with a lot of um woke people, a lot of woke white people who aren't afraid to have these type of conversations and don't feel the guilt because it wasn't them that did it. Um, So I think that having those open and open conversations with people of different races is extremely important, but I think, you know, we have to be open to having them too and not just, Mm -hmm. you know, assume that there is some type of guilt there because while there may be guilt, there's a bit of embarrassment, you know, from, from a standpoint of being a black woman. It's like, you know, as much as people don't want to say, but sometimes people see your color before you walk in a door and it's impossible to say that you essentially don't, you know, I, while I am Shelly LaRue walking in a door, you know, if you don't know me, what you see about me is just what you see. Um, But then I can say that vice versa if I'm looking at another person that's walking in a door. I I think having open, honest conversations where it could be a little laughter, where it could be, you know, just, Okay, it's not. It's we we didn't necessarily create the history. We're just here to talk about these things. So some, you know, happen again, and those that are bad don't happen again. So open and honest conversations without the need of feeling like guilty. Um, don't because you didn't do it. Like why right. put pressure on yourself? That's that's crazy.
3: And it's okay to spark the conversation. Um, yeah. Say, hey, why why do you feel this way about whatever the said, you know, hot topic is? No mm-hmm. one's going to, you know, be upset with you if you don't understand and you're just wanting to understand. Yeah. Um, Because as
1: different as we are, we are the same. That's why I like um, social media and like TikToks and stuff like that because it's it's the marketing game in me too, but it is seeing people of different races laughing at the same thing and different races making the same exact meme, you know, or the same exact video, but in their own way. You know what I mean? I just find that so exciting yet so interesting. And I think. The world has definitely changed a lot. I think it's just a matter of um, stop sweeping things under the rug.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think dialogue is important. So I was like, you know, I wish more people were vocal that were on that call. Um, But there was definitely some, or, you know, there were some that asked questions. I think that's a good way to, you know, break some of the stigma or the shame or the guilt or whatever it is. Just ask. Like if there's something you really want to know and you have the space and the opportunity to ask. Um, because one of the younger ladies, she said her kids are fairly young. She asked me, How do I, you know, explain this to um my six-year-old, you know. Um, I said the same way I explained it to my seven-year-old. And yes, they're gonna have questions, you know, and they might ask, like, well, why do people act that way at that time? or you know, why didn't they like us or, you know, why were this group of people treated badly? Um, and I say, you just got to, you know, explain it in terms that a six or seven-year-old can understand and also tell them the times were different. A lot of that, the way that people acted and, you know, how they responded to things was out of fear and, you know, ignorance and, um, and thankfully, we have evolved, you know, um, as human beings. But there's still some people who have biases and ignorance, you know. Um, but the only way that we really can combat that is to to learn, to educate, you know.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. So just like heart health. Um, It's extremely important to educate yourself when it comes to, because to me, like, like heart health or like heart disease can be preventative, Mm. racism can also be preventative. If everybody kind of just takes their, their, their moment to understand or get a better understanding of people. Um, racism was something that was invented It wasn't something that was instilled in us So I think if you do the education That's necessary You can truly change the world
3: And on that note
0: <laughs> As always Imparting
2: keep, keep, keep it
1: brewing Tune in to our next episode Like, comment, and subscribe On this one Tell our a thumbs friends- up Hit the thumbs up button. You guys have been so supportive in the comments, so supportive watching our videos. So please continue to do so and keep it growing.
0: We'll see you next time.